Hello everyone and welcome to Video Games Day, eh? the very Canadian talk show where we discuss all sorts of video game related stuff. My name is Garrett May and with me as always is my co-host Josh Taylor. How are you doing Josh? I'm doing well today Garrett. I'm doing really well. That's good to hear my man. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent as always. Happy to be here doing Video Games Day. Eh? Um, but let's get right into it. So on yeah. this episode um, we're going to go into some in-depth. I've got a bit of an anecdote for you Josh. Um, because if some of you have been following on, on my YouTube channel, and well, that's how, how you're likely watching this, I'm playing some LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens um, and doing some, some gameplay for that. Um, and, and while I've been playing it, I've been learning a little bit about game design, paying a little bit close attention to actually what's, what I'm act, what's going on in the game, whereas before I just kind of just play through games or whatever. Um, right. And <clears throat> I'm noticing that there's a lot of things you do in that game that are quite repetitive, but I only noticed it when it was bullshit. When I was doing these things early in the game, and even in some later levels in the game, I, di I didn't notice that I was doing these same things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Until I got to a level, and I'll, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I think I'm publishing the episode for that um, in a few days. It'll be out, episode number eight, I believe, um, where I was at the Rebel base. If you've seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, they get to the Rebel base, and they talk, and then they go out on the mission. That's what happens. Um, but they yeah. made a whole level about that in the Lego video game. Um, yeah, just kind of like, it, it feels sometimes like they just needed to add time. Yeah, so th this is a filler level. Yeah. Um, and, and whatever, the filler level's fine if it's fun, if there's yeah. fun stuff. But I'm just noticing I'm doing all this unnecessary stuff. I got to, and I'll play the clip for you guys um, if you're watching on YouTube um, or listening in. Okay, let's just summarize what I had to do to get this door open. I had to get a bunch of homies out of the door over there to pull that thing off the top so I could get up and put that side of the door, it would work. Then I had to get into a complete different hangar, use C-3PO to talk to a guy who doesn't talk basic English, and so open the door so we could get in. The parts that we needed though were in a block of ice, so we had to pull them out, put them on a crane that was broken, then we destroy the pieces and manipulate the crane around to take the thing around, drop it in front of a fighter's jets to blow a fire on it to melt the parts that we could build the rest of the door that we could use to open the door and get in. How f***ed up is that? Yeah, yeah. You go through a bunch of steps just to unlock something that maybe should have been unlocked from the beginning. Yeah, like you're in the rebel base, mm -hmm. it's our base, and you listen to a funny story about how this dumbass, oh he tried to cook sausage, it broke the door and you have to, okay, whatever, it's funny, it's Lego, mm -hmm. but then you're like, wait. I actually have to go through all these stupid steps to open this door in our own base? Like, yeah, why? I mean, it makes no sense. But then I realized, the context. yeah, I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I did all this same stuff as Ray earlier in the game to get through the, uh, the broken ship. Right, like but the I, same yeah, the same, solving. the same elements, but I didn't care when I had context. Also when it was your first time going through it. Well, and subsequent times after that as well. Other levels, even after that level that I played. Really? Like you have to open the door when you land on the death uh, planet or whatever. You have to do the same elements throughout the whole game. But I only <laughs> noticed that it pissed me off Yeah. when what I was actually doing as this character was stupid. Which got yeah. me thinking about game design and kind of what, what, you, what goes into making a game. Um, and I learned. Like it was actually a good opportunity for learning for me because I was like, wow, this is a lot of times, the context behind the gameplay elements 
is a lot more important than what it is you're actually doing. It's like 90% of the fun is the con, like not fun, but the, the reason players are okay with doing the same task more than once is that there's context. There's a reason that they're doing it. And it feels like when they do that task, something gets accomplished. Right. And which, is, which is like why MMOs tend to be so grindy and no one really likes that about them. Because you, you're just going and killing the same 10 monsters and the only sense of accomplishment you get is a piece of equipment and an experience and gold as your reward. Like that's less fun than if it's like, go kill 10 monsters in the town and now you've just saved that town and that town comes to life. Like The Witcher I think did that really well. There's like 500 million just like guys to kill dens. Yeah. yeah like just guys to kill but every time you clear out one of those like settled places that unlocks that town and there's a vendor there and a couple like grindstones or armorous tables that you can use and it actually physically changes the world before you went in and killed those monsters there was just a desolate abandoned town with monsters in it and then afterwards the town looks as if it's been rebuilt there's a bunch of NPCs running around there's no monsters there's the, all the vendors I talked about like that sense of, wow, I've physically affected this world. I have done something that means something to somebody in this world is very important and very powerful in getting players to have fun. Yeah, for sure. And as gamers, like as players, we don't think about it, like we don't think about that kind of stuff in the moment unless it's pissing us off. Right. Unless there's no context. Then it's easy to say, why am I doing this? What's the point? Right, it's like a, a thankless job for right. the developer. That's to right, that's right. And I was like, okay, wow. So it got me thinking, I'm like, wow, think about all these games. Like The Witcher 3, it's like, okay, wow. These people, like, this is fun, but why? Why is it fun? It's because they mm. give you things like that. And it can be small. Like in The Witcher, that's a small thing. Yeah. Really, in the scope of things. Yeah, you get a vendor. It doesn't really change it that much, but you see the difference. You saved these people. Yeah. That's why you killed those monsters. Exactly. Now, whether or not the actual mechanics of going about killing the monsters is good or not, it still inherently has a reward in it. So right. you will do it. Even if it's right. just clicking a button, you go exactly. do it and it'll be like, okay, wow, I saved those people. Yes. And so I was like, I'm playing this Lego game and I'm like, these puzzle elements in some levels are fun. It makes sense. I'm doing this thing. I'm like, okay, if, if the game told me this is the highest security door in the entire world and only you can crack it. Okay, I know that's a video game trope like that we see all yeah. the time. Oh, you're the chosen one. I don't care. It makes me feel special. Right, that's what video games are. People don't often play video games to not be the chosen one. Right. Like, now I'm playing as Leia Organa, opening yeah. a stupid fucking door in that her own base that she, she could just, just command her other people to open for her. Right. She's a general. Why, why am I doing this? Yeah, Forget exactly. this. Get me in the ship and shoot some... Like, let's... Do something that matters, right? Yeah, um, and okay, we just talked about uh, No Man's Sky earlier. Check out our previous episode to see that discussion. Um, and I, I'm worried about the context being extremely lacking in No Man's Sky. Yes, uh, I want to go and explore planets and discover new species and do all the things that I can do in the game, but my only goal is to just get to the middle of the galaxy, and my only goal is just because I want to do that. Like that worries me that there's not really any story and there's not really any quest or reward or reason for my person doing that. 
at least that I know of, yeah. And that's where part of my worry comes in. And I took that learning from me playing through this game. I was kind of surprised that I was like, whoa, this realization. And in No Man's Sky, what I can see and maybe what I would guess might happen is, oh, the more you explore, the more you identify, the more planets you see, you get gold, resources, and things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But to me, and this isn't true for all games, but to me, gold and money to spend in-game is not enough of a reason to do something. See, it used That's to what makes things feel grindy. Yeah, exactly. Because like, i got to do the same thing over and over again just to get gold to buy this cool thing. No, let me earn the cool thing in some other way. Right. Provide the cool thing as, like, if you're talking an RPG, instead of just giving me gold for going and clearing out a cave and then returning to the quest giver to get gold, at the end of the cave, have an item at, that I just get, you know? Or, or a boss that I have to fight, or... Like, give me a reason to clear out many caves over and over again beyond just, you'll get more gold if you do that. That's right, like, and, that, and like those, and we've, we've seen the same, we've played a lot of video games, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening out there have played a lot of games as well. I mean, you, you see the same kind of things over and over again, right? Oh, you're the hero, only you can do this, or, um, oh, there's a cool item at the end, like in games, you know, games like Sky, oh, cool loot, yeah, stuff you get, okay. Those are incentives to do things, but it's really the great game designs that you see that really change that up and don't offer the traditional incentives for doing these gameplay elements, but offer unique things, like changes in the story and things like that. Like, that's why Mass Effect is such a great game to me. Um, is because they found a way to weave story elements and gameplay together yeah. in a way that not a lot of other games, and The Witcher did it too, um, but not like not a lot of other games have been able to do, right? So yeah. you have the option, if I go and help this person, I'll see them in the next game, and they'll thank me, and I'll get options in the next game for what I did in the previous game. Exactly. Um, which is just, right, for that game, it was a new and interesting way to look at reasons why we do things, which... Disappointingly for me, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like we get to see that enough. I agree. I don't think, like, I love when an RPG, Mass Effect and The Witcher Three, do it really well. The quest, in I don't know about Mass Effect because I haven't played it. Blasphemy, I know. But in The Witcher Three, the quest is very simple. You're trying to find Siri, the whole game, The Witcher Three. Um, but that, how the story gets you from where you start to finding her to completing the game is so well woven and like every time some quest giver is like basically a quest giver is just telling me hey you're just gonna go kill another monster but it's always so interesting and hey I the town is in need of help and you have to go kill that monster and then once you kill that monster it's been it stole from us or it killed like a little girl who had a trinket that you need to get and then once you get that trinket, we can go and we can go do a ceremony to craft a potion, which blah blah blah, and then that'll get you there. Just adding all those kind of reasons for me to just go kill that monster, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot more um, interesting and well, and worthwhile. You feel satisfied yeah. even having done little things. But what exactly. The Witcher does, mm -hmm. which a lot of games don't do, and what makes it great, what rises it above, and maybe what some people who aren't really fans of RPGs uh, understand, and and to me. RPG elements, in my opinion, some of them have to be in every game in some ways. There has to be context. And a lot of people think, oh, well, that's just a, you know, the backstory and lore and stuff. Uh, it's just for RPGs and adventure games. Well, no. Like, even if you're playing a simple action game, like a simple, like even a simple, simple game, 
There's got to be a reason. There's got to be some context besides just doing it for the sake of doing it. And in The Witcher, they even give you little context items, little rewards in between the greater uh, quest that is finding Ciri, right? Right, exactly. It's the same in Mass Effect. Yes, you have this whole quest, but you help these people along the way. So there's added layers into what you're doing. Mm. Um, And I just... Too often you see people thinking, game developers, and, and they come up with some great stuff in terms of gameplay elements, unique things, but people find them boring when they would be otherwise exciting because there's no context behind it. I agree with that. And I also think if you look at like simple puzzle games, think like puzzle games on your phone, like mm-hmm. app size, app scope, that's the size of them. There's not much context ever. They're usually just like, here's 100 levels of puzzle. But how they get you from the first puzzle which is so simple it's just like one plus one is two yeah and, and then at the end you're like doing bed mass and you got your differential equations and your calculus and your your problem solving like crazy puzzles mm-hmm. that buildup is the context for those simple games but a lot of games they lack that because an RPG for example again doesn't have puzzle elements necessarily like there's no puzzle to just go kill ten monsters that's the level one Every time, right? Like, like there's no uh, difference. How how you kill them is different, and maybe why you kill them is different. But you're killing these things over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. And the Um, great games give you reason. And even in those puzzle games, there is context, and that's what rises the the good ones above. I don't know if you guys have heard of a game called Cut the Rope. If you're to cut the rope, and you got to cut the rope, and the treat goes into this little frog's mouth. It's Mm -hmm. cute, right? But you're feeding this frog. That's what you're doing. It's the goal, and it gets more and more complicated. If that was a star and you had to get it into the hole, mm-hmm. would that be as compelling? And I would argue not even close. Even that little difference, and it's so minute, mm-hmm. but that little difference takes it to the next level, in my opinion. You're saying a star, what do you mean like a star in a hole? Like a like star it, it, Instead of the hole? palette of the frog and a treat, it mm-hmm. was just a hole and you had to get the ball in the hole by cutting the rope. Right. No, All yeah, the same puzzle elements. Fun. That's you just gotta do the same thing. It's just the palette is different. It looks like oh, I'm just moving these polygons around. Yeah. But now that it's a frog and a treat, I, I I'm like oh, I'm feeding this frog. Like I'm taking care of this thing. Yeah. On whatever level you immerse yourself into it, probably a lot of right. people it's like oh, whatever. But it's still more compelling than right. nothing. Right. I'm working on a game. It's a simple puzzle game where you have like cups with fluid. That's the original first level. Is a, like you have three cups with. The first one is full and it holds 600 milliliters. The second one is empty and holds 300, and the third one is empty and holds 200. And the goal is to get the same amount of fluid in each of the cups. Mm-hmm. So that would be terribly boring after that level. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, unless you're getting a guy drunk. Well, and the right, more you do it, he finishes them off, and he gets drunker right. and drunker, and you see some little elements right, emerge this, this out of that. For, this is a game for eight-year-olds. Or okay, so that doesn't exactly apply. Right. <laughs> But so how we got around that at where I am is after the first level, there's no more liquid. Now you've got donuts in donut boxes. You've got other things. The the puzzle solving aspect is the same. And yeah, the puzzles get more difficult and the ratios and the math that you have to do gets harder. Mm -hmm. But like you're no longer just doing the basic version, the ball in the hole. Right. You're you're now doing the treat in the frog and Right. People don't mind doing the same thing. Right, the but same, they don't the same, want like, to look. It's the same thing. Right, exactly. Right, and, and that, and like in our game, that's the context. It's 
it, instead of having like, oh, you have to do that because we're trying to get this guy drunk or we're trying to get this guy more donuts, the context is just, well, actually, we do have context. The little tutorial guy gives you a reason. But anyway. Perfect. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. There, the context comes from having the different objects or the different kind of feel to the goal, even though the goal is overall is the same. Yeah, and I'm glad I had that moment playing this Lego game. I mean, I was super frustrated. And go check out episode eight of my Let's Play series to to see. I was getting pretty frustrated. Um, I even called Chewbacca a lazy ass and another guy a dickhole <laughs> or something. I was pissed. Um, yeah, Chewbacca could do this task. Uh, well, I had to get Chewbacca these cookies. I was like, Chewbacca, get these freaking cookies yourself, dude. Like, yeah. why do I got to do this to take off? I don't. Um, but, but I'm glad <laughs> I had that moment yeah. because hopefully. I hope for myself now going forward playing other games that I'll be able to notice when, I, when I'm not noticing it. Do you know what I mean? Like when I, I'll notice, wow, I actually care about this. Right. Right? Like I'm maybe playing Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm like, shit, I actually care about these people when really what I'm doing has nothing to do with these people, but they've tied it together in a way that makes me care. Yeah. I think the problem with now that you are aware of these game design kind of... <laughs> now I'm going to see every time that it's not and be yeah. pissed off <laughs> no trust me man now shit. that you're aware of like game design paradigms and stuff you're going to be like this game shit, shit. doesn't do any of that <laughs> damn I've screwed myself yeah. I'm forever doomed to only enjoy the best games I, I am predicting shit. this will be one of the last episodes of video games <laughs> we'll just no longer play we're cancelled we're cancelled that's it that's it I can't handle <laughs> Tune in next week for our podcast, uh, <laughs> Go Outside and Play. Yeah, I'm <laughs> ruining my life with this. Brutal! <laughs> but uh, that'll do it here for this episode of Video Games Day. i got to thank you guys so much if you stuck around and watched the whole thing. We love having these. Um, but we want you guys to be part of the conversation as well. So if you have some thoughts that maybe we didn't touch on or maybe you disagree with us, hit us up in the comments um, on our YouTube channel. We definitely want to hear it. Um, we'll maybe engage in some discussion and maybe talk about it um, in another future episode. But uh, Josh, i got to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Garrett. It was a, a blast. As always, we should do this again sometime. We definitely will. It is always a blast, and we always will do it again here on Video Games Day. So thanks again to you guys so much for watching. Um, we'll see you next time on Video Games Day. Eh?